0: The new fixed rates are out, UOB 4.5%, OCBC 4.3% and DBS 4.25%. It's up, you know already, you can see from the thumbnail. But I guess what you may not know is that this jump is pretty steep because the previous one was only 3.5% for DBS and this is a 75 basis point jump, 0.75%. And guess what? previous package was launched only in start of October as you can see in my previous video over here so after one month plus they revised it what happens again if one month plus later they're going to issue yet another new package with a higher rate but if you're intending to lock in your rates right now i think this video is for you because i'm going to compare between these packages and show you what are my thoughts and if you stay to the end i'll be showing you some consequences of this change i have actually three important points for you Without further ado, let's dive on to discuss what is the best possible floating package right now and it's quite obviously from UOB This summary table over here can be found on Straits Times and let's zoom into the bottom part of there UOB's fixed packages 4.5% that is not competitive I'll touch on it in a while Their most attractive offer is this floating rate package If you go for 2 years floating it's 3 months Sora plus 0.7% per annum only Now this is of course a promotional rate and if you want to know details look at this table over here you realize that the mean size is five hundred thousand dollars so if you are buying an ec or a condo definitely this size applies to you now three months sora just in case you don't know what is the current cost of it this table over here depicts the growth or the rapid surge in sora prices now previously at the start of this year you realize that three months sora was only 0.194 percent correct but as of November 2022, the SOAR rate now is 2.461%. Wow, that is a 2 something percent jump in 11 months. Crazy, correct? So if you add 0.7% to this SOAR rate, you realize that the floating rate that UOB is offering you right now, of course, this rate changes on every three month basis, is 3.16% per annum. Now, if you compare 3.16% versus 4.5%, you realize that the gap is pretty big, correct? As I mentioned many times before, fixed rate packages can be seen like an insurance. Just in case interest cost goes up, correct? Three months Sora means that your price is gonna be revised every three months. And what this happens is that if you are paying this much in terms of insurance, in terms of concept, I'm not too sure if it's that worthy and not that's my gut feeling on things but I'll leave it to your decision as to your interpretation and your risk tolerance to rapidly increasing interest rates so with that let's move on to OCBC which is our second offer in the middle over here Realize that the fixed packages, they have one year, which is unique. I don't know who want to fix just for one year. Might as well just float if you can set it in one year, correct? But their offering is 4.3%. You can choose between one and two years. And then for their floating rate package is 0.98% plus three months SORA. From a marketing standpoint, I'm not 100% sure what OCBC strategy is, because it's not here, not there. It's not the most attractive fixed package. It's neither also the most attractive floating package so with that i'll jump quickly to dbs's offer dbs still offers the best fixed rate packages right now you can see from this table over here they offer you two years three years four years five years for fixed package just like previously what they have done but previously it was 3.5 percent, correct locking that in uh, still okay but locking 4.25 percent, especially for five years i think that's super painful i'll touch on that in a quick while as to the consequence because once you hear the full totality you realize 4.25% you're going to be in big trouble now you know fixed rates you cannot redeem early without any penalty which means you have to suck it up for 4.25% for 5 years and that is super painful then in that rare event that interest rates start to come down a bit then you'll be stuck at that That 4.25% that is a horrible feeling to have is it impossible? not really US 10 year treasury rates have started to come down a little bit already in recent times where you got so totally spooked out, you went to lock in 4.25% for five years, and then interest rates, yeah, indeed climb, but then start to subside a bit closer to 3% hypothetically, then you'll be paying that extra premium for nothing. So that's why I'm leaning towards more of the floating plus fixed package. This is a hybrid that DBS is offering. Look at this closely, you realize that DBS is now offering two more variables, which means you can either fix 60 or 70%. Now I think this is pretty good fixing everything for 5 years definitely looks a bit too conservative in my opinion so I'd rather have a mixture of it just in case interest rates start to cool off a bit then you don't need to pay so high interest so kind of a hedge against both scenarios so look out for this option if you're keen to look out for a DBS, mortgage specialist I can refer you to someone I know, look for links below so speaking to here, let's touch on the consequence of all this rapid rate hike I have three in particular and let's start with the first one which is also the most painful to hear is that CPF is losing you money and if I put it correctly if you have mortgage costs above your CPF interest rate you are losing money let me explain things take a look at this over here this is my own mortgage statement I'm stuck with a floating rate I've shared that before from June which is just a few months ago it was at 2.1% per annum correct but as you can follow the arrow October is jumped to 4.425% wow interest cost has more than doubled not that the monthly mortgage has doubled the interest component of it has more than doubled but the interesting part I would like to show you also and reinforce in terms of good financial planning is that the principal amount as you can see has dropped correct by about $70,000 and that's because I used my wife's CPFOA to go and pay off that loan that is way better than buying CPFOA fixed deposits like what OCBC is offering Now, CPF OA pays you 2.5% And if you're incurring a cost that's 4.425%, you are actually losing money So if you understand this and you agree with it, smash the like button so that we can reach a bigger audience together to educate them That if you are passive and don't do anything about it, you're actually losing money And speaking to here, I'll go a step even further Can we look at CPF Special Account or not? I know CPF Special Account is for retirement You know if you are in employment You have some contribution to CPF Special Account Whether it's 7%, 8% depending on your age band You can't use that CPF Special Account for house You can't use that CBS Special Account for health That is in Medisafe You can only use CPF Special Account for retirement I get it, when I suggest that Can we reconsider as a society To use CPF Special Account for mortgage the simple consequence is that people might run out of their retirement savings and we have depleted that. But I'm in finance. I, I know how to plan my own retirement. And if I have to pay 4.425% in mortgage costs, and then the CBS special card is only drawing 4%, then what's the point of it? Because one pot locks up my money for my supposed future, whereas another one is draining a much bigger hole that is hurting my future. I know how to manage your finances. I would much rather government allow me to tap on CPS special account and pay off that loan, crazy to hear, correct? I don't even mind if government introduce a accrual interest concept to CPS special account. Let us prove that our mortgage cost is more than four percent. It's to our advantage. It's to our benefit that we use CPS special account to go and pay it off. Then use accrual interest to pull back that money if we sell that property. And I don't know if you know about accrual interest well or not. Many advertisements sell fear on it. There's a lot of fear mongering on accrual interest and stuff. Accrual interest is just opportunity cost. You take out the monies from your OA or now I'm proposing even from SA. If you sell the house, that opportunity cost should be repaid. And I agree with that fully. What I don't agree is that my special account is locked up at 4% and I have costs coming at 4.425%. And I don't think that benefits at all. So if you agree, again, smash the like button Uh, or leave your thoughts and comments in the sections below because this is a pretty different concept that I'm trying to start the discussion on. What if interest cost is 5% Then again, the gap is going to be even bigger, right? 4% from CVS special account really isn't looking very attractive. I know for Gamba to step up SA rates is going to be a big, big topic. Why not just allow mortgage? If you are able to prove they are incurring more than their opportunity cost we should have that option to use our monies that is meant for future because right now this mortgage is really a big big drain to our financial freedom so with that let's move on to point number two which is I suspect government needs to relook at the floor rate for TDSR calculation you know previously the floor rate was 3.5% it was a way way bigger amount than the floating rate at that point of time at least a 1-2% gap and very recently in October, GUM has actually stepped up this flow rate from 3.5% to 4%. Now, will this be part of a new cooling measure? Tweaking the TDSR calculation again and introducing a higher flow rate. That consequence is the max loan that you and I can qualify is going to be reduced further because the flow rate is the long-term cost. You know, City Minister Taman has also acknowledged the risk. He's mentioned that judging from market-based forward prices, the interest rates for SORA-based mortgages could rise further in 2023 before easing to levels that will be still significantly higher than the low rates seen in the last decade. So this gives very insightful thoughts, correct? Rates could go even higher to maybe 5%, but then maybe in 2025, 2026, it could settle back to 3 plus percent. That's my interpretation of what he's trying to say. But my big take is that, should we reconsider how to input this prudency to the TDSR or not? Should we bump it to 4.5% because that's what UOP is charging anyway for fixed rates? And if that logic were to come true, you realize that that is yet another cooling measure that could hurt property price trends. Now let's move on to the third consequence that I have for you, which is also one of the most important ones is that making monies on the property markets is getting really, really hard. Now let me use an example to show you the impact the interest rate has on your break-even price when you buy a property. Now take for example, you just buy a property as $1 million. Very simple to understand. The total stamp duties for this case is $24,600. If you were to take a $1 private property and you take a 75% loan, I'll give you exact numbers to show you the impact. Because in this scenario, your loan amount will be $750,000. Let's input again. What if interest rates were 3.5% previously that was offered, correct? For five years fixed. 3.5%, $750,000 loan for 25 years. What it will impact in terms of your total interest cost? Now take for example, you buy this property and you intend to sell it within five years. But in November, 2027, you would have incurred after five years, an interest cost of $124,000. If you add that interest cost to the stamp duty, you realize that your break-even price for your property is actually at $1.15 million. You bought a property at $1 million, if you sell at $1.15 and below, you will have not made any money at all because you paid stamp duty to government and you pay interest costs to banks. But again, that's 3.5%. Now, let me show you the impact if we use 4.25% as the long-term interest cost. Because if you take up the DBS 5-year fixed rate, this is the exact numbers that will come up to your books. You realize now that for the same 750000 loan, 4.25%, 25-year loan, if you were to sell your house in 5 years' time, you would have already incurred an interest cost of $152,244. Per month basis, you're paying $4063, which is a cool $300 plus more than the previous case. So painful, correct? Let's look at the impact on your break-even price when you want to sell your property in five years time. You need to be able to sell your property, which you bought at $1 million, at more than $1.18 million, because that is now your new break-even price. 30,000 more than if the interest cost was 3.5%. Now all this is not even factoring renovation costs, correct? 30,000 more already. And we don't even know in five years' time how a property cycle be. And what if you don't sell the property in five years? You intend to stay there for 10 years before selling. Would the numbers look better? Would the interest cost be manageable? Take a guess, leave in the comment sections because let me review it to you. If you sell your property in 10 years' time, with an interest cost at 4.25%, your total interest cost paid will now stand at $279,574. Which means your $1 million property, if you sell in 10 years' time, not 5 years, 10 years, your break-even price now works out to be $1.32 million. Wow, so that $300,000 is gone, correct? Totally dissipated. You thought that there's a big paper gain. You saw so many reports that people make six figure, six figure. And yet, when you sell at 1.32 million, you barely broke even. If you sell at 1.2 million, you even lost money. That is the real impact of high interest costs. And if that doesn't slow down property price trends, I don't know what will. In conclusion, this is an unprecedented steep rate hike. Never seen before. The previous rate hike cycle was gentle. That's why I got myself in the floating package. Thankfully, I'm not overstretched financially and that's what I hope you can take away from this video and share it with anyone that should hear this message. I have something further to suggest on this topic. Check out this very viral video, foolish home buyers who have upgraded their HDB to big condos and if they are on floating packages, they are now paying through their noses. Or if you've seen that already, let me introduce you to this previous video that I've done. This touches on why I'm actually selling away my HDB, which was my first home. Check out either of these two videos and hopefully it can deliver you some value. And I'll see you there too. Take care. Investive as always, and I'll see you next one. Goodbye.